0: Shayna, you in the building? <laughs> this is crazy. We got Shayna and she's the owner of Baskin Leather Co. But we just got to get into it. So you just told me, tell them how much you did. Revenue so far.
1: Yes, in two and a half years, we did $16 million in e-commerce sales.
0: Yeah, so under three years, yes. $16 million. I ain't never heard nothing like that in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Science says only 8% of people achieve their goals. What makes some people successful and others stay stagnant? How do we identify the qualities and skills necessary to elevate our lives? Well, that's what I want to talk about. That's what my energy is all about. My goal is to help inspire people to be their best selves. These conversations will help people identify their best qualities, bring them out, and understand how to develop plans to achieve their goals. I'm Kayla B. and welcome to the Big Boss Energy Podcast. So we're going to get into it today. Thank you for joining us today on Big Boss Energy. Shana came all the way from New York City just to come sit in my chair. So I'm very, very blessed. Um, But no, I really appreciate it. And I was just telling her, this is such a full circle moment because I've actually bought your um, hair growth oil. Um, I had a little breakage last year and I was like, um, when I got the email, I was just sitting at home like, I have this product in my bathroom. So it's just so full circle. So I'm really happy that you're here. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for
1: having me. Um, but
0: yeah, let's get into it. You know, I you have a very profound story and I'm really excited to just like peel back the layers. I always say that because I feel like everybody gets to see, you know, the big boss or see the brand. But it's like there comes with a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of things that really build people into that moment. So mm. I like to get into that with my guests. So I would love for you to just kind of introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, you know, and start with like, you know, you being like a teen mom and how you, you know, persevered to becoming that nurse practitioner from that point. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm Shayna. I'm the CEO and founder of Baskin Lather Co. And um, our products specialize in hair growth for women with textured hair. And um, I'm a t- I was a teen mom i 32. My son is 15 now. <laughs> I was born and raised in the Bronx. And um, I think that being a teen mom is one of the things that really helped to propel me forward and never helped me back. It's because you have this person that depends on you. Right. Um, you know, so you have to go 10 times harder. And when I graduated high school, I graduated with honors. I have my little one year old on my hip. And then I went to uh, college in the Bronx, I got my bachelor's degree, and then I ended up going back for a second bachelor's, an accelerated bachelor's in nursing. Okay. I became a registered nurse. And while I was working as a registered nurse, I was in school getting my master's and then I became a family nurse practitioner. And um, I worked for a family nurse practitioner for about two and a half years. And then in 2020, COVID came, no patients were coming into the office. So I got deployed to work at my hospital um, that owned my office and I acquired COVID. I became very, very ill. Like I was in the back of an ambulance on a non-rebreather mask, Oh my gosh. praying to God to let me live, to take care of my kids. Like that's how sick I was. And um, luckily I recovered. And a few months later, my hair started to shed and thin out. The texture changed. It felt like a Brillo pad. I wow. didn't change the products I was using. I didn't do anything to my hair. And it just started to change and it was so devastating. And I was like, wow, like you know, God, thank you. I survived COVID when people are passing left and right. And, but I was so devastated and hurt about my hair. Right. Um, And at this time, nobody knew that COVID hair was a thing. Right.
0: Right. Um, I I didn't know. I never knew that. So like. Is that one of the side effects, I guess? It happens Uh
1: to a lot of people. A lot of, even a lot of our customers now to this day, they're getting COVID even now and their hair is affected by it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, So I remember it. I was like, you know what? Let me use the oils that my mom made for my sister. My younger sister lost all of her hair to ringworm. And yes, initially the doctor said it was dandruff. It was dandruff. Um, She didn't get properly treated. so. Finally, by the time she got a proper diagnosis, her hair was falling out in clumps. Oh, wow. And when they figured out that it was ringworm and gave her the antifungals, all of her hair fell out straight from the from scalp.
0: The, from the antifungals. From like
1: cleaning, the treating the it patiently, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So for weeks and months on end, her hair was, she had a smooth, shiny bald scalp. She had to wear a baseball cap to kindergarten. And my mom at the time was living in Pennsylvania and she was bringing her to New York to see all of these specialists. And they were doing scalp analysis and all oh, these wow. different things. And they were like, we're not sure that her hair is going to grow back. And um, so my mom really became desperate and she took things into her own hands. And that's how she created our scalp stimulator oil. She was just trying to whip up um, natural ingredients that were shown to be efficacious right. for hair growth. And that's what she did. Um, so fast forward to 2020, when I had COVID and that happened in my hair, I said, you know what? Let me start using the oils more consistent, consistently. And Within no time, like instantaneously, my hair had reverted back to normal. It stopped shedding. It stopped breaking. Wow. The texture was growing back to normal. So this was around April, May. Um, and I said, we really have to share these products with people.
0: Yeah.
1: So fast forward to December, November, October, November of 2020, Um, that's when I decided like, we're going to make this something. So uh, I was sharing the story on Instagram with my followers and they were like, I want that. I want that. You know, I was showing them the social proof the before and afters, um, from my sister and myself. And they were like buying it like crazy. Like, (laughs) um, my cash app was blowing up. And, um, from that we decided to make it an actual business. And I remember my son and I were sitting on the rug in the living room and I was like, what should we name it? Like. I I didn't want anything with hair in it or organic. Like, I wanted something that was like black girl luxury. Yeah. Um. So I I was looking for synonyms
0: for like relaxation and I came up with the word bask. Okay. And like then, you're basking and like, you know, like you're enjoying something, you're basking in it. Okay. Yes. I like that. And then my son, who
1: was 12 <laughs> at the time,
0: he's like, what about lather? And that's how we came up with basking bask lather.
1: lather. Ooh. And um this is December, 2020. By March of 2021, the revenue from Baskin Law was more in one month than my one year salary as a nurse
0: practitioner. Like, it just took off. Wow. Okay, so pause there. So <laughs> yes. what is that moment like scaling something in 90 days that quickly, right? So I'm sure orders is coming in. Like, did you have family and friends around you helping you pack <sighs> orders? Like, what was the, you know, the chaos? it's like good chaos, but like, yeah. how were you managing this in under 90 days when you <laughs> didn't plan on necessarily just starting a... Crazy business, (laughs) um, you know, and then you're working full time at this point because you're recovered from COVID. So talk about the balance and like just how that all looked at that moment. It was a lot.
1: Um, I was exhausted. Um, My mom, my sister, my family, my best friend, everyone would be in my kitchen till midnight. Even my son filling oils in the kitchen Um, and then trying to manage online. I have a mother-in-law helping with customer service. On Sundays, there would be about 10 people in my living room packaging oh thousands of orders my whole living room would be full literally you, you uh the post office was backing up into my driveway and filling up truckloads of packages wow. from my living room yes we made our first
0: million in eight months from the living room that is crazy yes. so how were you actually making the oils at that point was it like you and your well your mom Blimey. is the old we yeah. got hold on we gotta get your mom <laughs> the props and she's like the og with the like she put this together, you know, uh-huh. and you like took it to market essentially. Mm-hmm. But like, how is your mom feeling through all this? Because it's like something she was just <laughs> doing to help her kids. And then like now it's like, wow, like, you know, to look at that. Like, what does your mom think about everything? So it's
1: funny because it was never meant to be a business. Yeah. Even between the time that she made the pro- the oils for my sister and me using it for myself was mm-hmm. about a six to seven year difference. Um, oh, wow. So it
0: wasn't like back to back.
1: No uh so and and then um we'll talk about this also but even when I left my job to grow the company more I used to have to turn my ring camera off so that she wouldn't see my car was at home in the driveway every day yes. because she didn't know I quit my job yes off. your mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> she didn't know because you know yeah. I come from a middle class working family. she wasn't going She's to just teacher. lead a stable Entrepreneurship situation is like uh-uh. <laughs> I feel that because it, it
0: takes convincing when your parents is <laughs> in a certain age back feel like it takes convincing to be like it'll be okay we can do it Just trust and believe in me. I got you. Yes. But that is so cute that she was hot in the car, so she wouldn't see. But no, I'm sure she's so proud now. Like and just like, yeah, that is awesome. So yeah, so you're packing all these orders in the living Mm -hmm. room. At what point do you realize? Okay, like this is real. Like I have to like now. I'm gonna take this serious, and I'm gonna really like try to scale this any way I can. Like
1: yes. So. We started in December 2020. By March is when I realized, like, it was becoming a lot. Right. So we couldn't even keep products in stock. So we were all week filling oils, preparing the products. Oh, and then on Sundays, everyone we would restock on Friday. And then Sunday, I would have a living room full of family and friends helping to package orders to get them back out. we <laughs> do the same thing again next week, filling oils all week, sold out, and then yeah. restock on Fridays. And then in March, um, about three months later, it came to me. I was like, I really to see if I can maybe go part-time at work. Right. Um, because at that point it was like costing me to go to work and I really couldn't keep up with the right. demand for the products. And, and I was like, ah, I have a mortgage. I have a family, you know, like my work <laughs> yeah. is guaranteed. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm a, You know, try to keep managing the nine to five and the growing business. And I went on vacation for my birthday in March and I came back. Are you a Pisces? Yes. Pisces (laughs) sister in the building. (laughs) I I came back from my vacation (laughs) and the day I came back to work from vacation, my new supervisor um, came to me with a write up for being two weeks late on getting a um, Tdap. Right, because okay. I'm working with patients. What is a Tdap? So it's um it, it's a Tdap um just to make sure you're not exposed to not Tdap. I'm sorry, um, it's basically a skin test PPD. Sorry, that they do to make sure you weren't exposed to tuberculosis because okay. we're working with patients. Okay, um, she didn't give. Usually, my old boss would give us reminders. You know, you're due for this by this date. She didn't remind me nothing. She was new. Um, she came to me with a write-up, and I was like, what? what so is that, that like
0: school, you can't come to work or something? No,
1: just you get a write-up, you get three of them, you're fired. Oh, wow. I had never been written up. Yeah. Was like a, I, I used to go to work early, leave, yeah. late. Like, I was one of those people, yeah. right? I was really passionate about being a nurse practitioner. Yeah. Um, and I was
0: like, wow, like, she wrote me, you know? she Instead wrote of me just kind of, like, talking to me about it or taking a different approach, she's just like, you're on punishment. <laughs> and she kept messing with me yeah. after this, like...
1: You felt like she knew low
0: key something was going on. No no one knew.
1: I didn't tell a single soul that I work anything about business. Nothing. So um, she kept messing with me. And then um, a month later, this was in April now. She wrote me up again. There was a patient that was (laughs) thirty minutes late (laughs) for their thirty-minute appointment, and I was like, "Look, you know, I have other patients after. I'm not going to be able to see them." The patient wrote a complaint with the hospital that they couldn't be seen, even though they were late. Oh wow! She wrote me up again. Two strikes out of three, you're out. Um, so this is April. I was getting ready to close on an investment property at the time. So I said, you know what? Um, God was telling me to go part-time. I was like, no, I'm going to try to wing it. And when I did that, that's when she started messing with me. Yeah. Um, I said, you know what? I'm going to close on this investment property and I'm I'm quitting. I went on vacation at the end of May. I exhausted all of my vacation. June, the it was the first Monday in June, um, was the last day of my vacation. Right. And at 5 p.m. that day, I sent the email that I was quitting effective immediately. I let them know I left my badge and I had already cleared out my office before I left.
0: Period. (laughs)
1: And um, I never looked back. And after I did that, the business just doubled and just went absolutely insane. Yeah. And I felt like God was really moving me because this was a job that I really once loved and would have never thought I was going to leave. And he said, look. But if I have to make you move, I'm gonna make you uncomfortable. Right. And he did just that. And it was the best thing
0: that ever happened to right. me. Right. I was literally gonna ask you. So when you think about how God sometimes redirects us, and it's like this redirection, sometimes it's uncomfortable in that moment, but it's like he has something so much bigger planned for you. Mm-hmm. What advice or like how do you process looking back on that moment? Cause I mean, you know, like a lot of people are juggling, like working a job and really stepping out on like becoming an entrepreneur at what point did you feel like was it like you took those signs as like the two out of three strikes as that redirection or it was more so God like telling you like and you you really stepping out on faith like how would you look back at the situation now And like what advice would you give to people Mm -hmm. in that predicament who are like you know between two things
1: Before she even wrote me up, my spirit was like, see if you can go part time, you know, that way you can maintain your career and also the business. Mm -hmm. And no, actually, my spirit told me to quit. And I said in my head, I'm going to go part time. -time. And as soon as I went against what my spirit told me, I went on vacation, came back. She wrote me up the first time. And I feel that God was saying to me, if you're not going to move, I'm going to move you. Um, and I would really say one, don't quit your job without a reliable source Plan. of income. The <laughs> most, the key point here is that when I left my career, the company was already generating more in one month, what I was making in a year. Right. So you
0: had that safety net, regardless of, you could always go get another job. Exactly. As another, yeah. Yeah. But there was a certain financial safety net that I definitely 100% um, agree with that. Sometimes a lot of people are emotional in those places and it's like, There has to be a logic and a strategy also like effectively working for you before you try to make these decisions. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Um, So definitely I had, you know, the business to support and I really just let God guide me. And he did. And literally so I left the beginning of June and I think that was our largest like the revenue from May to June
0: was double. Double from when the month that you yeah. was already made the year salary. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god.
1: Um, so that was my confirmation there that, you know, you're moving the way God wants mm-hmm. you to move. And literally now even looking back, like I'm not a person who came in with a business plan. I don't come from a circle of entrepreneurs or a family of entrepreneurs. In every decision I make, I usually let God guide me and he puts the right people in my corner to
0: help support that. And everything just works out. Yeah, no, (laughs) that's awesome. So what were you processing in the moment? Like the numbers just keep growing. They're doubling. Is it like, are you like excited? Are you like mind blown? Like this could really even happen? Like what are you emotionally like? Yeah. Like how does that
1: feel? (laughs) It's
0: crazy to me because,
1: um, I don't know. It's just like, unreal, Right. Mm-hmm. So like, even now, like even just looking at my team, like I have a whole team of beautiful yeah. black women. Um, and I'm like, it's just amazing that like, I don't like money is nice to have. Right. Cause money gives you freedom and you can buy things and do the things you want. But my goals are like, like even um, last year, I was like, I want to be able to give my staff 401k and benefits. Right. Like that was my goal. Like I want to make right. this money to be able to do this. And yeah. then January of this year, I was able, all of my um, staff has 401k with matching. And medical, oh, wow. dental, that's dental amazing. and vision coverage. Yeah. Like those are the goals I like to set or I want to be able to add another black woman with a big salary to my payroll. Like right. those are the goals that I set. And that's what the revenue from the company allows me to do. Right. Um, there sometimes it's like a little scary, like Black Friday. We look at it and the Shopify is going crazy. And it's like it's unreal that. To
0: move from a career that I was comfortable in, that I thought was your dream career. Yes. You worked so hard. And, and it's kind of crazy. Sometimes You the things that you come easier to you, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Um, like, for example, when you go to college and you get a degree and you're studying and it's like this, it's like very rigorous, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I didn't do medicine. I did tech, which was a lot easier than anything science um, related. Obviously it falls under STEM, but you know, when it comes to medicine and nursing, this is a very, very rigorous type of curriculum. So it's just kind of crazy to think, like the thing that God had for you was not even as difficult in a sense of how much you had to like put in. It's just like His grace naturally just led led you there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, yeah, no, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to really understand. Um, you're you're mentioning you have a team and mm-hmm. you have black women that you're able to empower what is it like building a dream team right like because that also can be challenging i know as you're scaling the one thing that allows people to scale and businesses to grow is having an effective team and systems in place so talk to me a little bit about like what that was like and how do you pick the members of your team or how did you go about that process
1: so i would say um hiring staff (laughs) is one of and it's one of the more difficult aspects of the business right um, because really what it boils down to is no matter what you do in life, it's work. Even entrepreneurship. A lot of people work. fail because they don't realize it's work. It's a lot of work. It's hard work. Yes. Um, and sometimes even as a, my own boss, I don't have the freedom I want because I have a whole payroll to feed. Like there's no days off. Even right. I'm on vacation. I'm with my laptop. I'm right. working, you know? Um, so really for me, initially when I started the business, it was friends and family and, I quickly realized, yes, it's comfortable to have them, but this is not where you're going to see your true growth. Right? right. These are friends and family. They don't see this as a real job. Yeah. Um, so last year, January is when I hired, um, started to hire real staff right. on the books. They're getting paid, yeah. um, you know, the legal way. Yeah. And um, I hired my assistant and then I hired actual warehouse associates. Um, This year is the first year that I actually hired um, social media and marketing people. I have my business consultant now who is my mentor, um, who's a big part of my business as well. So really, I mean, hiring is guessing and firing is knowing. So I have to hire people along the way for sure. (laughs) And like the thing about me is I'm a person that I really like to give people chances um, so I've had staff that I've let get away with things, get away with things, get away with things. I'm fine. Like, all right, like, you know, this is becoming to detrimental my to, to my business. Yeah. I have to let them go. Um, so, you know, but I feel like now I'm at a point, I have amazing, an amazing, amazing circle like around me, even the people that are like consultants for my business or the right. influencers I work with. They're really passionate about the brand. I'm very, because of how I was treated as an employee, I'm very, very, um, a big thing for me is treating people well. I treat right. my staff very, very well. Um, I've been them, "Don't call me boss. Yeah. Like, you know, um, we're a team. We yeah. all work together. I can't grow this company without you." Right. Um, so, you know, it's you know, there's trial and error, and you figure it out. But now, I finally feel like we're at a place. We have a good team, and
0: amazing things are happening because of it. Yeah. So when um, you seem like a very much of a people like person, you mm-hmm. seem like you're all about just you know, like empowering people. Mm -hmm. So how does it feel to have a brand that is cosmetic, but you're actually empowering people to feel better or get through certain circumstances in their life? It's not necessarily like, Okay, I got to bust down lace frontal today. You know what I'm saying? It's Mm -hmm. more like this is deriving from a place of like well-being and helping people and individuals, you know? Yes.
1: Um, So for me, I was never a person that had a big passion for hair care. I like my hair done. I like to look good. I like to feel good. But I was not the product junkie that had a whole bunch of products or was always trying new things. Um, So for me, our brand, yes, we're cosmetic and we're hair care. But all of our products are catered towards helping people that are suffering with hair issues or maybe have length retention retention issues. Um, a lot of our customers are vulnerable. They have alopecia, hair loss, postpartum hair loss, male pattern balding. All of these right. thin edges, right? So many black women suffer with thinning edges because we're getting those tight braids. Yeah. And what do they do, tear up your edges, right? Um, so our products really help people. Like, you don't need to cover it up. I, right. I tell customers, we don't want you to put a wig over your edges. We want you to regrow your back. edges, yeah. right? Um, we want to restore confidence in people. So that's what I think where my nursing ties in. That's why even though as that. hard <laughs> as it is, you know, being an entrepreneur and running this growing company, my passion is for helping people and right. I'm able to do that through the product.
0: I was going to ask, do you feel like having a science background and like the nursing, does it like perfectly align with being able to help people in a cosmetic space, but from more of a medical Maybe underlying medical things that are going on. Like, how does that play on each other? And your knowledge previously, and then this business.
1: Yes. Um, so two things. One, again, my passion is able to fuel my the work that I have to put into keeping right. the company going, as um, that I'm so passionate about helping people. Even now, like I'm, I have a team, but I'm still in the DMs talking to my customers. Right. Like I'm so happy, stay in touch, because yeah. um, that's what gives me joy, right? And then, um, in addition to that, you know. Because I was in the medical field and not only on the nursing side, but on the medicine side, right? right? Being a prescriber and a provider, I know that I've seen people are told, oh, there's no other, there are no other options. And it's not true. They told my sister, they told my mom that my sister's hair would never grow back. Right. And look, her hair is down to her waist. Yeah. 4C hair down to her waist. Wow. Um, Thanks, you know, thanks to the products. And her hair was never exceptionally long prior to using the products. Right. right? She had average hair. Um, so, you know, we're constantly telling our customers don't give up, you know, that's why we like to keep our products affordable as well. That way they're accessible. Do not give up on your hair. We don't care what anyone told you, you know, what's the worst thing you could do is give it a try. Yeah. No, I
0: love that. No, I tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I'm going to be honest. Like I, I, um, I had a, um, I had been doing leave outs Mm -hmm. and I really never really did leave outs. I was more of a protective uh, style girl and I did leave outs for almost like a year straight and I really started to see damage in that spot because I kept using heat in the mm-hmm. same exact spot over and over again. Um, yeah. And I, I went online and did research and I'm not going to lie. It led me to your product. So I'm really, really like, this is so exciting. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I love the story. I want to do something fun now with yes. you. So <laughs> this is like a new thing we're doing this this uh, this season on Big West Energy. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I want to do like a this or that with you, like just play a fun game and see like, you know, some of your favorite things when it comes to like hair care and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. let me pull up. All right, let's see. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) So would you rather sit for 12 hours to get braids or a three hours painful tattoo? 12 hours for braids because I do my braids all the time.
1: (laughs) I'm working at my desk. You do your own braids? No, my braids comes to me.
0: (laughs) Okay. <laughs> no okay uh, are you tender headed or are you not tender headed not tender headed okay cool I'm super tender headed yeah yeah. do you know what that stems from like what no. makes some people tender headed versus not I'm like yeah. I don't know but I'm the type when I'm in the chair I'm like Ugh, like every three minutes like please you're doing it to type but um, okay would you say you prefer short or long hair long hair really Ooh. so you don't you do bobs like you never you don't get bobby don't Yana, none of deep. that okay <laughs> <laughs> You want to do the shortcut? No, Cut even when
1: I was transitioning my hair from relaxed to natural, it's Still slow, long. but surely I couldn't do a big chop. Yes. Yeah.
0: Do you <laughs> like, um, with long hair though, do you like, like long weaves or do you like, like, um, you know, like more so like braids? Like what's your favorite type of long hair style?
1: Everything. Everything. Toes, braids. You just want the length of the body. Dress, yes. Okay,
0: cool. Um, <laughs> braids or knotless? Um, sorry. Knotless braids or twists? Knotless braids. Okay, cool. Um, edge control or it gots to be edge control okay cool um <laughs> and then would you prefer a hair wash and reset day or a laundry day oh I hate laundry Ooh, me too <laughs> <laughs> I hate laundry uh, no. I don't even hate laundry I hate folding clothes Five that's, to the, seven business that's days. the vice yeah <laughs> it's gonna sit on top of the dryer or the girl uh, my housekeeper gotta come help me with it Okay, so do you prefer like new like styles, like how we do the frontals and stuff now, or like back in the day the more natural like type of styles? I kind I stick with the same things yes. when I get my
1: hair done. I just tried something new; it didn't work out well for me. So the tribal flip over braid. Yeah, I got a what I ordered and what I got experience from that. Okay, cool. <laughs> All
0: right, cool. No, that is so awesome. Well, I love that you came through today, and you know you dropped some gems. I'm really, really just so proud to see another black successful woman come through the big boss energy podcast with the <laughs> energy you've done this in under three years, which is so commendable. And like you said, like the grace of God is just so amazing. I feel like, you know, for anybody watching, like even me, I just think when you really like just trust God, it's just so amazing to see where he could lead you and, oftentimes how much bigger his vision is for anything that you can imagine. So I love exactly. that you, <laughs> I love that you gotten to experience that and that you're really helping the community and just, you know, pouring into other people. So I love that for you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank, Thanks thank you so for much. having me. Yeah. <laughs>